Welcome back to Desire Different Podcast, the podcast where we do just that and we desire something a little different. I'm your host, Nikki, sacred sexuality educator, persuader of sexual artistry and all things feminine. I have a question for the ladies today. How many of you feel like you're actually loving, like truly intentionally loving? We all have it in us. It's in our nature. We're the healers, the nurturers, the lovers. Well, what if I told you that being submissive was basically the same thing as being loving, especially when it comes to your relationship? I do have another episode that I did called Decenter Men Do This Instead, where I talk more about how women can show men appreciation. So this episode ties into that one a bit. Being loving can, in fact, include being submissive. They could very much be the same thing. So moving on, let's talk more about this word submissive. So I do want to address this very popular conversation that's been happening. This discussion about a woman being at work and being 100% okay in flowing, submitting, and listening and following directions from her boss. And that same exact woman would say, at home with my man, it's not going to flow like that. He's not going to boss me around. He's not going to tell me what to do. If a woman is in a workplace and her boss gives her instructions, she seems to be okay following those instructions. And she probably listens to a really good degree and pays attention to an even better degree. But when it comes to their man, they have issue. They take major issue to following an instruction, following a lead, receiving advice, or being asked or told what to do. I guess for some women it becomes, well, you're not the boss of me, or don't tell me what to do, don't boss me around. The women shut down and they refuse to follow the instruction and they refuse to listen. What I want to try and talk about is why the fuck this is happening. I think that in the majority of cases, some women have never had practice taking direction or following the lead of a man, especially if they didn't have a relationship with their father or a father figure in the home growing up. In a traditional sense, in the home where children are being raised, the presence of the father will naturally show leadership, and it will also represent that the man is usually better equipped to make a lot of the decisions, especially if he is the one that provides the results for those decisions. Like, for example, if the father is the one providing and the woman is just at home, mom is at home taking care of things, the father is going to be the top one making some of those decisions in a lot of instances. So just in that dynamic, that simple, simple dynamic without trying, a child will see, a a girl, a girl will see dad is in charge, dad is the head of this household, and everything's flowing and it's okay. Mom listens to him, we listen to him. He's our guide, he's our teacher, he's our lead, and this is okay. So traditionally, that would be the flow of it. But when we're not seeing that in the home, when that's not becoming a part of our core foundation, 
the idea of the man being a positive transmission in his leading, loving energy is not going to be within women. And I'm not at all saying that in this dynamic, the man is just making decisions on his own. The man is making decisions collectively with his wife, with the mother of the children. He's going to be having the final say, but some decisions need the collective, right? So children will automatically see this dynamic. Dad's the one making these decisions. He's finalizing it. Yeah, he's finalizing the decisions and this is okay. And things are flowing and things are good. That energy being something you witness in the home creates an opening for the man is good, the man is leading, the man is safe, the man is okay, the masculine is safe, the masculine is okay. The masculine gets shit done. The masculine takes care of me, takes care of this, that, things, takes care of it. And there's a unity between that mother and that father in that dynamic. So the children get to witness dad being strong where he's strong, which is totally leading and finalizing those decisions. And they get to see mom strong where she is strong. A man will open up space for the woman to be strong where she's strong. He has his strengths. She has her strengths. A man's not going to be strong in every category. That's where the woman comes in. Seeing this dynamic as a child between a man and a woman, between the masculine and feminine, is a crucial part of the upbringing for children. And it's an important part of the upbringing when it comes to a woman's mindset in trusting that a man knows, that a man is smart, that he's intelligent and he can lead. And it's okay to surrender to that. So they say, I heard this interesting thing. They say the man knows what needs to be done. Like he has the blueprint. And the woman knows how to take care of everyone while it's getting done. Right? So that's beautiful to me. The man comes in with the blueprint, lays it down. The woman says, okay, I understand. I know that this is what the plan is. She supports that man. He's going to probably be the one making the moves in that plan. She supports that man. She loves that man. She helps that man. She supports and listens. She looks after the children. While the man is executing this sometimes ferocious, you know, grueling plan, she's looking after him. She's looking after the children. She's making sure the other parts that are important to this man and important to her are flowing. So he knows what needs to be done. She knows what everyone in the equation needs while it's getting done. So if this concept never touched a woman's heart or core, and it was not a part of her foundation growing up, society will teach her something else to hold in her core. I'm going to say that again. If a woman, if a young girl really never has access to seeing this dynamic, this energy dynamic and what the masculine offers, she's going to have an open space within her. She's going to need to fill that with something and it's going to end up getting filled with society teaching her something else to hold in her core. And we all know there's something, there's something weird 
to say the least, something weird going on in what society seems to be fueling all of us. Even when it comes to social media, TV, there seems to be messages that are put more at the forefront than others. So sometimes they're not always the right plan. Sometimes it's not always the right message. So while the woman has this open space, she has this open space within her that was left void because there was no masculine essence. She's going to learn about what a man is from the streets, from music, from TV, from social media, from her friends, from bitter women. It's going to come from everywhere but where it really should come from, unfortunately. And in some cases, this new information, this incorrect information that's going to come into this woman's spirit, a lot of times it consists of the idea, the strange idea that men and women are equal, like they're kind of one and the same. And that creates a really strange snowball effect of problems because it allows a woman to think she is similar to a man, sometimes that she can even be a man or try to be masculine or be energetically masculine that she can try to pretend to operate from that masculine core. And also she loses touch with her natural essence as a woman. This is a moment where she kind of breaks a little bit. She becomes almost dazed, she's not herself. The concept of these ancient teachings of the man and woman will not be with this woman. This is the beginning of a strange societal taught version of women giving themselves like a form of imposter syndrome almost. That absence of the true masculine dynamic, masculine contribution, okay? That's skipping you from, you know, what we start collecting our memories at like age five, four. If that masculine essence skips you from age five, I'm talking about with girls, from, from age five, all the way up until say you are 18 you have a space within you where you now need to fill that with what is a man what is a man about and we all know we all know what kind of information is going to fill into that hole and it's going to be corrupt it really truly is that essence that the father brings is so so important it creates that first trust with that masculine essence So these women may not step into their femininity properly. And it creates something in them that blocks how they're supposed to receive the masculine. And it's so fucked up. They may even have like resentment towards men. A misunderstanding or like some huge question mark. And that all comes from that lack of the father or father figure as that first teacher for what man is and what masculine essence and masculine contribution is. So now when our lovely women who are unfortunately broken, right, start to date men seriously and start having relationships, they have this concept that if a man is asking them to do something, it's the man being rude or bossy, just like any other random person in the world. They haven't set their man aside in a separate, more respected category. They've never seen it. They haven't set him aside in a more respected category like he should be because this woman can't conceptualize this as anything other than disrespect. So her reaction's a no and she's pissed. She doesn't know any better because she never saw anything different than society teaching us that 
If someone tells you what to do, your response is, what? Don't tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. Now this little weird shit is stuck. This idea of don't tell me what to do. Like, it's weird. You will be in a space with this man where you will allow him to do many things with you, many things to you, many things for you. But if he tells you what to do, how to move, how to behave, your immediate thing is a no, it it doesn't add up. It literally fucking does not add up. Now, I do want to include this little bit. Good men, they have dignity, integrity, and self-respect. They know how to use words effectively and properly. So I'm not saying a man should be barking orders in a crass way and you prance off to the quest feeling hella disrespected. That's not what I'm saying. There's a thin line between men that have respect and teamwork with you versus men that are just trying to abuse you. And in most cases, these men are not practicing their own masculinity or their own self-respect properly. In a respectful relationship, There shouldn't be an issue with you as a woman following instructions, taking a man's lead, listening, or being told what to do now, next, tomorrow, or whenever. There's no issue with it. It's not disrespectful. Someone slapping you is disrespectful. Someone ignoring you is disrespectful. Someone belittling you is disrespectful. But a man wanting to fuel you, teach you, let me say this. We've been hearing about it. Men are logical, women are emotional. Women are not equipped with the same shit men are. And men don't have the same magic that women have. Women are equipped with a spiritual connectedness in a way that some men never really develop. We have resources and energy and strength emotionally inside of us that men could never They just don't, they don't get there. They don't need to because we do it. Just like with men, we don't need to access that part. We don't need to access that space that men tap into because the the man is there to do that. So the man has a lot he can teach us. Our men, our fathers, they have a lot that they can teach us. We have to be okay with it. We have to be receptive. We have to be open to it. It's not negative and it's not bad. Men are here to teach and guide and lead. There shouldn't be so much pushback when it comes to this. So most women have said they'll follow instructions and take a man's lead and listen to their boss at work because they're being paid. But honey, you are being paid, sis. If this is your man in your home and you all are sharing a life together, And he's providing and keeping you above water and being active as a father if there's children. If he is the reason you sleep more peacefully at night and you don't have to feel afraid of the dark, worried about an intruder, worried about bills, worried about utilities being turned off, worry about food. If he's the reason you don't have to deal with everything on your own or do any of the hard stuff or the heavy lifting. If he is problem solving when you are stuck in your fucking head stuck in your emotions or stuck in your softer space, then sis, you are being more than paid. 
You are alive, flourishing, and you are being carried and God is close to that. If you have this man that is supporting you and leading you and helping you through life, God is close to that. God is close to you and your family and to that man and to your union. You are being more than paid. This concept that a man says, do this or do that, does not throw everything out the window that this man doesn't care and respect and love. It's got to stop. This narrative has to change. That is love. The natural way of the man is teach the women, guide the women, lead the women. Men, the design is to procreate. It's in the fathers. The father has the daughter, teaches the daughter as much as he can, gives the daughter to a really good man to finish the job. When that man gets hold of that daughter and now they're married, the man's going to still be teaching and the woman's going to be supporting. She's going to be fueling. She's going to be healing. She's going to be tending. She's going to be feminine, soft, surrendering, loving, healing. It's yin and yang. We both offer what we offer and women have to stop with the pushback. And now I know, I know some of you might be thinking, well, these men are not doing that. That's another story. Of, I understand that completely. A lot of men aren't doing that. A lot of men don't have the equipment and the mental capability to be self-respecting and men of integrity to be able to lead. Or some men are broken themselves. They don't have enough confidence to do these things. But when you're in that dynamic where you have a man that's in that position with you, that is a blessing. And him telling you what to do or having opinions about this or Wanting this to change or that to change should not be something that you push on or worry about at all because you're covered and you could have a life that is very much set up. All you would need is cooperation at that point. And if you have this level of support from a man, that man has more than earned your respect and your submission. If you have ever known the feeling of being looked after by a man, you will crave it naturally. Real men add so much outside of just being providers. Being looked after by a man takes a lot of guesswork out of life. Being affirmed, approved, and along for the ride with a good man creates a comfort and safety that has all the fucking bells and whistles. <laughs> As women, we are more emotion-based. Sometimes that shit isn't going to get problem solved. Sometimes it's not going to get questions answered. I know for me, sometimes I can end up just getting stuck in a state of philosophy or creativity or emotion, and I'm not able to really come up with a cut and dry solution, and I feel stuck. But in those moments when I need a solution and I don't have it, my boyfriend has the solution. I can ruminate on something all day and only feel emotion around it. It's just wrapped up in everything I'm feeling around it wrapped up in how it hurt me or how someone hurt me. And then when I talk to my boyfriend and give him the rundown, his very first sentence is the solution to my problem. And I'm naturally in a state of surrender and submission because I'm receptive to him, what he has to say and what he's going to tell me to do. He adds the actual fucking opposite of me. We are opposite. Hence for me, not equal. He brings logic, he brings strength, he brings resolve and calm and resolution. 
I'm sure there have been many, many moments where he can't imagine why I'm so grateful for those moments. And you know what, honestly, when my boyfriend told me he was proud of me for doing this podcast, I wanted to cry. It was so uplifting. I find him to be one of the most clever, creative men that I know. And when he told me that, it really lined everything up for me. I knew I was on the right path. I mean, I already knew I was doing the right thing. I felt it in my spirit. It felt like my divine assignment. But at times, I'm like whimsical as fuck. I'm a fairy like 93% of the time, which is his fault. (laughs) But hearing him say that he was proud of me really helped me know that my idea wasn't only good, but it was probably smart too. And he was happy that I was being my true self, however that showed up. I never even realized that I needed such a thing from someone else, but my boyfriend gives that to me. And these sort of things are quite simple, but they mean so, so much. So understanding this dynamic of man and woman being opposite, I know 100% that I operate better with him. Why would I want to do my life at 50% of the yin and yang, John? Like, yeah, I'm whole as a woman and spiritual being and fairy. But I want the other half of what was created for life. I want to feel the full magic, not just half of it. I want my magic and his. I want him to have his essence, his magic, and mine. So fuck yeah. I'm happily submissive with my boyfriend. We have bumped heads a few good times as we were learning one another. But ultimately, I grew to understand him, and I trust hugely in following him. And I believe in what he says. I believe in him overall as a man. Just watching him in life, understanding his story. I believe in him, and I trust in his essence fully. And I truly think the reason I was ever even open to it, and you guys know what I'm going to say, But it's because I knew the taste of masculine essence because of my father. I knew what that presence of a man should feel like. And that's really how it should be. We should be open and receptive to the presence of a man because we should know what it is from our fathers. Literally, you guys, if I couldn't be submissive, I would would fucking cry like actual tears. Like ugly fucking cry it's it's such a big part of my core foundation I think if I couldn't be submissive I would feel masculine and that would feel so fucking icky to me being submissive isn't just about following a lead or listening or following directions it's also about trust if we are connected to a man that we trust It's much easier to surrender into that soft space of submission. And yeah, being submissive really is a huge softness within us. It's really like an ease and settling and relaxation. Imagine floating in the ocean, a safe ocean, lying on your back and just flowing with the water. Just swaying and rocking whichever way the water may move you. You're in a complete state of surrender and trust with the water. 
with the entire ocean. It's beautiful, it's majestic. You feel at peace, at ease. This is the way our feminine essence wants to be with the world around us, especially with our man. There's a very special place within that for our man, the one that's looking after us and over us and protecting us, the one that's leading us and guiding us and teaching us because our father's job was done and now we're ready for our next teacher and support system. We are the magic women of the world, okay? I know some of you may have seen the quote, healers need protectors or something like that, but women, we are, our feminine essence is special. We are healers. We have intuition that's like nothing else. In order for us to walk in our true essence, we need our protectors. We need our teachers. We can't just operate out of intuition and emotion. We need that man that's backing us up to bring that logic. We won't make it without that. And a little sidebar, I wouldn't have had my ass in that ocean, floating, surrendering like that, if I didn't feel like I had a man on the shore as a just-in-case. <laughs> Having that presence of the man feels like that. He's like the, if something goes wrong while you're floating in this ocean, being whimsical and being a fucking fairy, the man will call in the chopper, he will call in the lifeboat, the submarine, whatever's needed to come and extract you at any given moment. That, honestly, is what it feels like to have the support of a man. That's the support of a good man, surrendering in the ocean as a feminine woman, flowing, being beautiful, being helpful, being useful as a woman. And if there's something that comes up that you can't handle, in comes your fucking extraction team. Have you seen the movie Extraction? <laughs> I love that movie, but in comes the extraction team. This is the flow. If the man is contributing all of that, there's nothing wrong with you giving him the contribution and support of you following the lead, like truly following the lead. It's actually loving. It's actually fucking loving for us to give that to the man to give that to our man. There's no part of a man that you are in a union with, that you are sharing your life with, asking you to change this or telling you to do this or wanting this from you. That's, it's not disrespectful. It has to change. You have to switch the mindset because it's a part of the system. It's a part of the growth. It's a part of the journey. It's part of the design. We are, we're learning from the man and that's okay. And it's vice versa. Men can learn from us too, but we offer something different than they do. So if they have something to add to us and something to offer to us an opinion form, then it's, it's an okay. It's a, it's a, yeah, okay. I understand. It's not a pushback. It's not a pushback. In some cases, that man giving instruction or giving you a task or something can be looked at as a form of that man believing in your capability. I wouldn't ask someone to do something if I didn't trust them to be able to get the job done, right? Like when a man, the strong man is saying, hey, take care of this, this, and this. All right, I'm on it. 
Like, that makes me feel good. He knows I can get it done. It's an energetic exchange. It's an energetic form of being fucking loving. I heard a pastor once say, a woman doesn't come to a man complete. There is a teaching, a cultivating, and a building that is necessary and that is allowed. This is him taking over from the first teacher, the father. And there's nothing disrespectful about it. Real men are heroes and mentors. When we are young girls, it's our father's job to lead us, guide us, and teach us some of the more profound lessons about life. Once that's concluded, or almost concluded, that man gives his daughter to another good man to continue loving and cultivating his daughter. And it's not over. The design is that we are all still receptive. We are still learning. We are very much open to receiving and searching and sucking for the transmission of that divinely masculine energy and guidance. It's my belief that this energy is the secret ingredient to us tapping into our divine femininity. We couldn't carry our own essence with such ease and such grace if it wasn't for our warriors, our men handling the things that we can't. And for that, we should be grateful. They have earned every last bit of our surrender and our submission. Energetic surrender and submission are actually one of the secrets to being highly orgasmic as well. Settling into that feminine essence and really being receptive and open to downloads is a part of our essence. We are the receivers. Allow men to give. Allow them to give that lead, that guidance, that instruction. It's literally okay. It's actually the design. Until next time, my lovelies, hug longer and vibrate higher.